0: listen laugh and learn with sasha and ish as they share their experiences thoughts and tips to build skills that are not
1: so average and a career that's not so ordinary this is the not so breakfast show all right welcome to the not so breakfast show today the podcast for leadership and career development and today we're talking about shit ideas we're going to talk about how they are an important part of a process when it comes to brainstorming. And we've had a lot of shit ideas over our lives, Sasha, in brainstorming meetings, but but they're important. We want to discuss why and also kind of talk to brainstorming in general and what is some good practice around coming up with ideas and, and expressing opinions on things and, and kind of fleshing out where things could go. And I am with Sasha Coburn today, and I feel lucky to be with you, Sasha, because um, you've had a day. And here you are, crashed out on the beanbag, which uh, if you do hear rustles in the background, that is beanbag rustling 101. But, Sarge, tell me about your day.
0: Well, it's a miracle that I'm here, not in the general sense. like It's a miracle that any of us are here when you look at the odds of conception and how it was that we came to be born. So, yay, you know. Praise Jesus, we're here, yes, yay Not in that sense, in the sense that I arrived home to Kirikirua Hamilton last night And I had a friend drop me back home because Chris is away And I just went to get the little key where Chris would have left it for me (laughs) Except he had a really shit idea called, (laughs) let's just take the key with him So I was like, this is good. I'm calm. Nothing is a problem. Mm. I can break into our little house because we're not staying in our big house. We're staying in our little house while we get some renovations done. So our little (laughs) house turns out it's a fortress. We've done a bloody good job of making it hard to break into the little house. But because we've got reno's done, I was able to raid like our builder's toolkit. And I got a hammer. (laughs) And Chris is away. So I'm FaceTiming him. And I'm saying, babe shall I pay to go to a hotel for a night or shall I break the window latches with the hammer? And by this stage I had built up such a head of anger that I was really confident that I could smash these window latches so he goes oh go for it babe I'm so sorry go for it you just smash those window latches and tell me how you get on yeah okay so I used every ounce of middle aged woman strength I have to smash the shit out of these window latches um, and I still could not get them to buckle enough <laughs> oh to create oh a hole big enough for my head to get into. But everything that I learned during that process, because I, I mean, I'd already done the coat hanger <laughs> in to try and unlatch yeah. it. I'd done it all. So I used, what I'd learned was about 90 minutes of trying to break into my own house. Mm-hmm. What I learnt, the urgency was because I needed to go to the loo. <laughs> so and I had said to Chris that I was just going to piss in the footwell of one of his cars and that would teach him a lesson or two about taking my key. So I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll go, I'll just use the Builder's Portaloo. I opened the door oh, of no. the Builder's port-a-loo, and I went, mm, no. No, I will not be using... i better than, than this. <laughs> I'm better than this. And I used that anger to go back and have a few more whacks with the hammer on the latches. <laughs> Couldn't get open. But everything I learned in that 90 minutes, I then went and applied to a new window. mm mm-hmm. And I came in through the bathroom window. I managed to get a gap that was big enough. But the other piece of the story that I have not shared with you is that I was wearing a brand new dress that I had purchased. Beautiful little dress. That's going to be lovely. And as I I was about to climb in the window and I thought... Now nah, there's just too many things that could go wrong here. So I took my dress off and, <laughs> and my bra and undies. I broke into my own house. So that's where I'm coming to you from today. If you need a house broken into, call me. I'm your girl. Admittedly, now not only did the first window not open wide enough for me to break in, you also now can't close mm. it. So I spent quite a cold night.
1: <laughs> but I'm in. I'm in. Can can you imagine though if the call had gone back to Chris and go, okay, so um, I'm at the hotel, we have eight damaged <laughs> windows, and I also need a new dress, and
0: piss <laughs> are on their way,
1: and I pissed in your car, <laughs>
0: and decent exposure. So sometimes they shit in the builder's portaloo is bad. But what we want to talk about today is how these terrible ideas are actually necessary, right? I needed to go through a process of terrible ways to break into the house before I cracked what was finally going to work. And I think it's a little bit like that in brainstorming, right?
1: (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. There's a process that you sometimes have to go through to then get some clarity to kind of move forward. And I think with brainstorming, usually the the mantra at the beginning is there's no such thing as a bad idea. Every idea is a good idea. And I, I must admit, I've always been one of those people who kind of gone, yeah, but if we rate all the ideas, they're probably going to be some real shit ones, and they're probably coming from those two people there. <laughs> but what you find is that some of these bad ideas or shit ideas, they get the ball rolling. They get some voice in the room, and they give you an ability to maybe spark off something else. Like, sometimes I've heard an idea, and I kind of go, I don't really get that, but huh that's kind of made me think of this idea so the little wee balloon of an idea that came out that maybe was a lead balloon and dropped down but it sparked something else that then was able to then turn into something that was usable that someone else would then riff off all of a sudden these ideas start to build and we kind of get to this point where we've got this really good idea but you wouldn't have got there if it wasn't for the first lead balloon that kind of got dropped
0: yeah I'm highly skeptical by nature so whenever anyone says there's no dumb questions there's no bad ideas. I'm like, yeah, bullshit. No, there are some really terrible ideas. But I've just been reading. Research is is going Mm. too far. That's overstating it. I've been reading around this idea of innovation and uh, content creation and idea generation. And there's a lot of neuroscience now that supports not just the... We want to create a safe space so we say no idea is too dumb so that people feel free to contribute. Mm. Not only that, even if you have a room full of the kind of highest powered, best ideas people in the world, neuroscience is clear that as part of our processing to open up and unlock certain areas of our brain, we have to have the freedom to just free flow and say and get out what comes in. Otherwise, it's almost like that gets stuck. It gets stuck in your brain and it blocks the good ideas that are underneath it. So the idea when we say, let's go brainstorming, what have you got? There's actually merit in saying the craziest, stupidest, dumbest, just all free flow, go, 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 as a way to just free your mind from all of those thoughts. And then you're you're kind of mining for the gold that's underneath that. It's, it's not just a nice to have, it's actually proven now to be a necessary thing. So people like me who are judgy, we need to calm down and just step back and go, hmm, the first part of this process is just to let it all out. I kind of liken it a little bit to maybe like the start of a run. Like the first five minutes, the first 10 minutes, it's hard. And yeah. then you kind of find your rhythm. It's a little bit like that. Just get the hard stuff out, the stupid stuff, the dumb stuff.
1: Yeah. And then, I've heard yeah. the expression, say it raw and ugly, like if that's just what gets you going. Because I think sometimes, depending on the environment, but you might feel some pressure to kind of go, well, I probably need to have some, you know, logic to my thoughts and I probably need to be saying it in a way that is easily explained and people can understand it. But if we are kind of brainstorming, sometimes getting an idea out there that you might even just frame it up, say, look, let me just kind of start talking about what I want to talk about. I'm not sure if I've kind of got it in my head yet, but but in the talking sometimes comes the clarity. And we've often talked about you know, that action sometimes will give you clarity, like just doing something. And I think in today's brainstorming world, let's just look at chat GPT. That could be one of the ways that we get some ideas out on the table. Give me 50 ideas to turn around our sales this month and let's go. And you just kind of get something out on a on a page. And I've even noticed that with writing stuff. I sit sit there at the blank screen. I don't know where to get started. But now I can kind of go, "Hmm, chat GPT, can you get me started on this, this, and this? And suddenly you get something and then, then you're away. So don't be afraid of raw and ugly. Don't be afraid of, just having something out there because that could be the first step of the next step to the great thing.
0: We were coming up with a new name for our decaf coffee the other day. So it's a new packaging. It's beautiful packaging at Coffee Culture. You should, you should buy some. Go to shopcoffeeculture.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our new packaging. It's beautiful. And depending on when this is, it might not be there yet. <laughs> Go back in a month's time. But – Look at me talking about when this <laughs> airs, as if we're like a radio show or TV or something. Yeah. Okay, mum, mum who's listening, <laughs> I'll tell you when you can go to the shop. Anyway, the packaging's gorgeous, but we just want some label names mm-hmm. that are that are freshened up. So we started talking about what coffee does and is it does it wake you up? Is it delightful decaf? Is it decadent decaf? Is it delicious decaf? And we when we were talking about its function, there's no point to me in having decaffeinated coffee because it doesn't have the caffeine in it. But then I thought the other benefit is it's kind of, it's still like functions like coffee at all. I, th- I think you still do poos with it, things we're talking about poos yeah. today and shit ideas. So I just couldn't get diarrhea decaf out of my head. And because it was in my head, it was getting in the way yeah. of all the other D words that I could have been using. Mm. And I was going, okay, it's just, it's not appropriate in this meeting. You're the leader here. You can't say this in front of the people. It's unhelpful. And I went, no, it's not. I just need to put it out there. So I went, do decaf. <laughs> and you'll be surprised to know that we didn't go with it. It wasn't one that we chose to use, but it acts a little bit like a circuit breaker mm. in terms of it kind of gives other people permission just to go, oh, okay, we can have crazy. Yeah. And, and in the end, in the end, we're calling it decaf for days. Nice. Which I think is great. Yeah. It's great. And then we've got, a little, we've got a little asterisk, and then underneath it it says, and nights.
1: Oh, good. So it plays
0: into, you can drink this at night, and it's not going to keep you awake. And, you know, so I think it, it kind of unlocked some extra creativity because we'd gone to a place that was a little oh, bit okay. crazy. And I, and I think that's how it works,
1: right? Well, I just came up with an idea for it too, but now you've already done it, so I don't want to tell you.
0: Oh, come on. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: You could have called it definitely decaf. Because how many times do you pack it? Are you, are, you, are you sure? Are you definitely sure that's decaf? Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't have coffee after five o'clock because I'm up all night. Yeah, It's right. definitely decaf. It says it on the box. <laughs> I like it a
0: lot. That's our next <laughs> round. <ranch> done. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So I think with brainstorming as well, brainstorming is also just iterating sometimes on ideas like your concept, your idea or what you're actually doing may not be completely wrong. There could be aspects of it that just aren't working. So sometimes being able to take an idea apart and find that little shit in the middle (laughs) (laughs) that's not firing and replace that and then build it back up again is part of brainstorming and part of a solution. So even as you look at your approaches, you might be asking yourself questions like, is it actually broken? Or if it is broken, what part of it is broken? Or what if we did something completely different? Or what if we tried something that isn't even in our industry? So all of these filters that we can start to layer over the top, although that people might be thinking, oh, that's a silly idea. Why would we be doing what an airline's doing in the coffee industry, but there'll be things that you kind of go, oh, that's interesting the, the way that they've thought about that. So, even in our research, being able to go into those grayer shitter areas that we may not have even considered, suddenly you draw something out and you go, ah, oh, that's, that's it. That's what we're going to be doing, and that's where it starts. We'll be right back. Do you spend too much time planning out and then freaking out about your upcoming presentations? then the 30-minute presenter program is for you. With our audio-based training program, you can literally learn the art of presenting while walking, driving, or even in the bath. Imagine Sasha and I right there with you. Well, not in the bath, but in your ears, unpacking our 40 years of combined experience in this impactful upskill. Learn to craft messages that matter, engage an audience, and overcome those nerves. So join the 30-minute presenter program. The link is in the show notes. Get started today.
0: One of the things that I think is useful to think about when we're brainstorming is also to practice suspending our own judgment, because it's really hard when you are deep in knowledge of an industry or an organization. When someone has their stupid idea, it's really hard to not verbalize no or that's stupid or what are you
1: oh we've done that before Yeah,
0: no, we tried we tried that in 1972 and it didn't work so <laughs> one of the challenges to be really good at brainstorming is not just to be a person who's generating ideas it's also to be a person who can shut up when other people are generating mm-hmm. ideas or who at least can nod and and smile or yes and and there's a fantastic exercise that you do in theater where if you play theater sports or you're doing any kind of drama games and that is that you have to take what is offered Mm -hmm. and build on it
1: yeah nice. and we've
0: talked about this at this before so let's say that you and I are doing a, a role play together and I make up the the idea that I have twins and you're not allowed to say oh no you don't you have to just go Great. So welcome, Johnny and Jimmy. Nice to see you here. And I'm not then allowed to say, oh, no, they're girls. Mm -hmm. Right. I've got to go with the names that you've offered. And I said, yes, Johnny and Jimmy, it's lovely that you're here with with me today as your mother. And it's your 30th birthday. (laughs) You can't go. No, it's not right? So you have to build on the idea that everyone's offered and I think brainstorming is exactly like that, that you build on the idea, you flesh it out, what about this, let's take that idea, add a bit to it and to practice being a person who is contributing in that way Mm. because the point of the session is not yet to evaluate the ideas. You might get to that but to suspend your judgement and to suspend your shutty up mouthy (laughs) that you need to operate, right? Create the space for the ideas to flow. Watch what you're doing with your face. Watch what you're doing with your body language. Where's your attention going?
1: Yeah, and also inviting them to tell me more about that. Like if, you know, rather than shutting it down, give me a little bit more or just play into it. And just, yeah, like you said, see where it goes. I, Say more. Yeah. I remember Joe and I were doing a, it was actually a Christmas production uh one year, and we were, the whole family was involved in it, and we'd written this whole kind of play, and it went through the decades, and it was following the same family, and we were the family members that was following. And uh the child that we had in our family, he was playing a character called Ryan, but his name was Liam. And... <laughs> On the night we were talking about Star Wars gifts, and then Joe said, "Well, what about that Millennium Falcon that you got for Liam? I mean, Ryan?" <laughs> and then and, and and then everybody just cracked up. And then I said, "Well, it's an investment for Liam, right?" <laughs> Just picked up and it just got funnier and funnier because everyone's then just called him Liam Ryan for the rest of the thing. But but all of that stuff, like even with those little things that you think, oh, I've mucked up there, can just create light moments. And sometimes in the lightness comes the creativity. So if you're laughing and you're having a good time, you're more relaxed. Everyone starts getting relaxed and then the ideas start to flow. Another one you can think of doing just on the brainstorming front and someone you know, might be listening to this going, well, that really is a shit idea. Uh, But actually, it does work. It's about compressing the time constraints. I think sometimes we have our group and we go, okay, so we'll separate, we'll go away for an hour, and then we're going to meet back together. Well, actually, most of the time they're just going to discuss stuff for about, you know, 50 minutes, and then in that last 10 minutes, they'll start writing down some ideas. So you just say, hey, you've got 10 minutes, and then we want to hear your top three ideas to get us going. So those little short time constraints – uh, I so useful. I was at a, an upskill attending it, and the guy facilitator was doing that to us all day. He was going, "Right, you've got three minutes, right." four things down right now that identifies this, this, and this. So you're just constantly, your brain's on because it has to perform as opposed to, oh, I've got 40 minutes. I wonder what's on my phone.
0: I also think within that context is not to block the shit ideas mm. because when you're under time pressure, you'll have somebody in your group, and this is usually a woman, I find, but it's not always gendered. <laughs> you'll have somebody in your group who is like so task-focused that, someone like you or me will offer something to get started, and it'll be dumb and stupid and shit, and and they will say, guys, we've only got four minutes, as if to say, well, no, we can't be silly now. We can't have any silliness or any fun or any rubbish ideas. We have to just have good ideas because there's only a short amount of time. The same rules apply, which is that you just go for it. Get it all out. Yeah. What if we named our child (laughs) Caesarean? No. What have we named? You know, What have we named our child? Placenta, placebo, placard, plaque, Porsche. Yes. Hey, I like it a lot.
1: <laughs> I've come up with an acronym for shit just now, so it could be slightly helpful information today. Yes. <laughs> Whatever gets us going. <laughs> Good. There you go. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> if we
0: think about this concept of. Ideas that are a bit crap, not just in a brainstorming context, but also in the context of just getting ideas to market. So, we've talked before mm-hmm. about the importance of shipping stuff. So, chuck something out, the market will tell you if it's any good, and you iterate it as you go. So, it's not about mm-hmm. having no quality in what you do, but I think too often we take too long to perfect something, put it out in the market and the market's moved on or the market says no and we go, oh, but we spent a whole lot of time on it. Whereas if we just Mm. tested it in the market first, even as a kind of a gemmy, just the the start of an idea, the origination of an idea, we get some feedback and that helps improve it. Let's not lose this idea of it's not just in brainstorming that sometimes the ideas that you're just not sure of the simplest way to test them is not in your own brain, it's actually in the
1: world. We do that as speakers, and actually, comedians do that as well. You have to test your material, and sometimes you'll just test material in amongst stuff that you do know works. Um, I was listening to something the other day, and they referred to how hard it would be for someone like Eddie Murphy to come back to comedy because where does he test his material? You know, like he's either with people that he already knows that are just going to maybe laugh anyway, or he just gets swamped or swarmed everywhere he goes because it's Eddie Murphy, right? So it's really hard to then test the material out. And they were talking about the fact that when you're a new comedian, you're constantly testing because no one knows your jokes. No one knows what you're like. But when you start getting more and more famous, there's a certain…
0: Lower expectation.
1: Exactly. So, you know, and as speakers, we need to be able to sometimes freestyle… I was doing a presentation the other day and I just freestyled a, an example that just came to mind. I thought, oh, yeah, that felt about right. Told the story, actually landed really well. And I was like, oh, probably should turn that into something bigger. But sometimes those little moments where you just go, let's go, people will forget if it was really dumb, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Um, but it allows you to test it, right? You've got to put some stuff yeah. out there. You've got to field test it. You don't
0: and, know. And you work it. So uh, I've got this tiny little riff that I've been doing, and it's now just kind of – it wasn't even a thing, and now it's become a thing. So I have a slide that – here's the example. It's a slide, and it's got some penguins on it. So I just say, penguin slide goes up, and I say, oh, hands up, who's on Tinder? And the audience oh that's point number one, right? A little bit of giggle. Yeah. Then I go, ah, oh, who's on grinder? <laughs> that's another. That's another layer, right? The yeah. corporate audiences, you know, laugh at that, and then I share about in New Zealand. If you're a New Zealand woman, you go into a dating site. What do most men have a picture of? It's them and ah, uh, and the audience says. Fish, right so we have a laugh about this and, and the audience is still trying to make this connection between what's the penguin what's the fish what's going on and i just started saying oh hey guys just so you know no one gives a shit about your fish we want to see a photo of your boat i've kind of worked that in now yeah. that it becomes there's like almost three guaranteed laughs through it mm-hmm. we go tinder grinder Slow recognition about the fish, little bit of laughter, everyone gets the boat joke, and then we're back to what the point of the penguin slided, which yeah. has nothing to do with any of those things. Mm. But I link it back to why don't you put a photo of yourself with the penguin? Penguins are cute, and we're into the thing, right? So it's that example exactly of what you're saying. You take a little bit of feedback, you chuck an idea out, then you tweak it, rift it, mm, tweak it up, good. Steal my joke, everyone, it's a good one. <laughs>
1: All right, so hopefully there's some gold in there, maybe some shit in there, because that's okay too, because that's what we were talking about, shit ideas. A it doesn't matter if it's shitty. And brainstorming. So challenge yourself in your thinking to throw some ideas out there at the beginning, raw, ugly, whatever it is. Put some time constraints on it to force yourself to come up with ideas and just get something out because it could be the rift that someone needs to pick up into another topic or take that idea that you've had to the next level so, uh, yeah, don't be afraid of it, man. Embrace it. Embrace the diarrhea decaf. <laughs> all right, so what's uh, what's going on in your world at the moment, Sashi, apart from breaking into houses?
0: <laughs> I love that we've talked about theatre a little bit today because I've seen a fantastic movie. It's a mockumentary. <clears throat> cool. It's called Theatre Camp. It's got Ben Platt in it. He wrote it with a bunch of friends that all went through theatre camps together when they were kids. In my mind, it's perfection. If you have any amateur dramatics theatre experience, even professional theatre experience, it's full of in-jokes, but even if you don't get all of the references, it's a really heartfelt but funny, like, funny. You need to go with other people. Portia, our daughter, went to see it First, and there was only one other person in the movie theatre and that person didn't laugh oh. so Portia was like, oh, this is awkward so we went again together and we started laughing out loud and then the few other people that were with us started laughing too and highly, highly recommend
1: Awesome, okay, theatre camp Brilliant, this one time at theatre camp The band camp! <laughs>